I'm so glad you're here tonight. I hope you're glad. Man, we are just kind of marching up to Easter. I mean, it's, it is really surprising. It's crazy to me how quickly time is just going by and, and everything's going on. And we, we are marching closer and closer to Easter. And, and we have been on this journey. And, and some of you have been through it all. And some of you have heard it all and everything. And so I just I want to review a little bit. Um, tonight, before we start diving in, um, the very first thing that we started talking about as we entered Lent and we started this journey um, to Easter was about giving up control. There, there has to come a time at some point, as, as if, if you are a follower of Christ tonight, there had to come a point where you looked at God and said, God, your way and not my way. Um, there, there had to come a time where we have to acknowledge and surrender ourselves to God, just saying, you know, I, I give up control because when I'm in control, things don't go that well. And so, God, we, we want you to have we want you to have control. And then and as we do that, we learn more about God and we, we start understanding. And, and so this idea that we give up expectations, that we all come with baggage and stuff about what church is, what our faith should look like and what God is. And the question is, is will I trust God? Even if it doesn't make sense all the time, even even if it's unclear or unsure, will, will I trust God? Will my perspective of God be based on his word and not what I think? Will my perspective of God be based on that he is trustworthy and he is faithful and he has shown that over and over and over again? And will I just trust him? You know, it is one thing to say, God, I surrender. But will you say I trust also and live out? that trust every single day and so we, we talked about that and then, and then last week we talked about you know having a proper perspective of God also gives us a proper perspective of ourselves and this idea that we we give up ourselves that we understand that we see ourselves the way God sees us and that we know that our worth and, and all that comes through God and our relationship with him and understanding all that that he made us he knows us better and we should see ourselves through him and not what the world says, not not that we're dirt or any of that stuff. But just having a proper perspective and saying, you know, God, as I trust you and as I follow you, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to reflect you. And, and that's what we talked about. But this week, what I, what I want to do is I, I want to take it and st- to another like step out. I, I, I want to take it and go from we, we've talked about God and we've talked about us. Now I want to talk about how does how does this start getting lived out? Like with people around us. And, and what does this look like when we, when we start actually looking at people the way God looks at them? And so tonight I really want to talk about this idea about giving up enemies. And you may be sitting there right now saying, I don't have any enemies. Everyone likes me. I like everyone. It's, it's all good. And, so, and, and I promise you, I, I'm, I'm a black and white guy. And I just feel like if there are people that you shun or stay away from or people you're like, I don't want to deal with, then you have enemies. I mean, I, I think we have friends and, and, and we have enemies and we have people that we kind of, and I want to talk about this picture of what it looks like to love other people. Because we're, we're commanded to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, to love him and to love others. And, so, and to love people. And so really tonight, that that's this idea of giving up enemy. enemies. So Augustine, said this, and, and I love this. He says, what does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has the eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. 
This whole idea is that the love that God had called us to live out, the love that God has shared with us and given to us, that amazing love that it pours out of us, but it has to pour out of us to other people. (laughs) You can't keep God's love bottled up. You can't. And, And if you are, then I would challenge and ask you tonight, do you really understand or do you really have the love of God inside of you? And, and so tonight, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this idea about giving up enemies, about how does this trans, how does this transpose, how does this translate into our lives every single day with the people around us. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be sitting in Luke 19. And, and, and I know you guys probably, you've heard the story over and over again, um, heard it a bunch of different ways. And it's one of my favorite stories and stuff. But in Luke 19, starting at verse 1, speaking of Jesus, it says, He entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today I must stay at your house. Verse 6, so he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain, he's gone to lodge with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Verse 9, today salvation has come to the house, to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. We, we know the story. We've probably all heard the story. We know the little song, you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, wee little man was he. Go ahead, Eric. You know you were singing it right there. I know we know it, isn't it? We know this song. We were taught it. You know, this, this, is, this is one of those stories that has been videoed graft sung every VBS, every Sunday school, there is a Zacchaeus story, and we just have heard it over and over and over again, and it's awesome, and we love this story. But tonight I want to ask, I, I, I want you to see it maybe in a different light tonight. And, and so as we're talking about how we're going to like give up enemies and how we're going to love other people, the very first thing I want to talk to you about is seeing others through God's eyes. Seeing the people around you and the people you come in contact with through, through God's eyes, not, not our eyes. See, because I, I think we have things kind of like blinders or we have kind of like a film or we have something that will shade the way what we're looking at people and, and what we think of them. And, and this, this is important because we know that first impressions are really important. If you've ever been to a job interview... I mean, it is the first thing they're going to judge is the way you look. If, if, you have, if you've been to a church, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to look. If the church like trash and smells like dead feet, then probably you're going to be like, I don't want to go here anymore. And so first impressions are huge to us. I mean, even if we, we're talking on the email, we're talking, we're talking on the phone, it's that face-to-face contact. And it's that first thing that we see. And, and so tonight I, I want to talk to us about this, this part about what do you see? When you look at other people, what do you see through, through your own eyes? And this, this is this is a huge thing. If if we look at Zacchaeus, I mean, who do you see? A tax collector? 
someone that was unliked, unwanted, because that's what everybody else saw. You know, if you don't know, a tax collector, a Jewish tax collector was was a traitor to his people. I mean, he, he got to extort money from his own people. I mean, the Romans came in and said, here, we need this much tax, but whatever else you want to take, you can have. And Zacchaeus wasn't only a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector. So he was not only ripping off all the people, he was ripping off other tax collectors. And so immediately we look at him, and if you're one of these people, I mean, they even said, oh, he's going to hang out with sinful people. And, and so the question is, is what, what do you see when you see people? Let, let me ask you, and I, I'm, I'm just, I've been thinking about this all day. What do you see when you look on TV and you see a bunch of Muslim people walking up? I, I don't want you to answer. I just want you to think about that for a second. What, what's the first thing? Because a lot of us and a lot in this country is like terrorists. What, what do you see when you see that person that is all tatted up and has like chains and piercings hanging all off their bodies and stuff? And they hit every metal detector goes off crazy just from what's hanging off their bodies. And you look at that person you're like, ugh, thug. I mean, what do you see when you see those kids wearing their jeans all down here with like their belts and just like, you know, I just go up there and I'm like, you're a thug. Pull up your pants, boy, you know. But what do you see? See, we get all this stuff that we get from the world, and that, that's what we see, and that makes an immediate judgment call on us. And that first impression, man, that just, that changes everything. But what if we saw them through God's eyes? What, what if we saw them as, what if we looked at their heart? You know what the Bible says? God doesn't look on the outward appearance of man, but he looks at their heart. What, what if when we looked at people, We looked at their heart first, and we saw that they're broken, and, and they're, they're seeking, and, and, and they're longing people. Because really, that's what this world is full of, is broken people. People that don't know any better. You know, it's funny. We always get so upset about the way people act and treat other people. And if they don't know Jesus, it's because they act that way because they don't know Jesus. <laughs> I see some some radical person on the news saying death to all Christians and death to America and everything. And we're just like terrorists, terrorists. But how many of us stop and pray and look at that heart? That's a broken, lost person. That is dying. What, what do you see when you look at people? We have got to look. We've got to look through God's eyes. Because he looks at all of us the same, lost in need of a Savior. And sometimes it's, it's not even that. Sometimes it's just the idea, will you even take notice? I mean, I mean will you even stop? We, we've all been on the sides of the roads or on the, on the, at the crosswalk or all that stuff, and we see that person kind of sitting there, we'll work for food or... You know, I'm, I'm hungry and all this stuff. And, and, and sometimes we won't even notice. We won't even look. Or there's that person that just rubs you the wrong way and, and you see them across the room. And what do you immediately do? Uh, please help them. I play, uh, please, please don't let them see me. I mean, uh, if, if we're going to look at people through God's eyes, we have to talk. I mean, 
we have to, we have to, we have to stop and notice. And, and I love this. Look at this. Back in Luke 19, verse 4, it says, So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. Here's Zacchaeus, unliked, unloved. Nobody wanted him. Nobody liked him. And he, he just basically just runs ahead. He's like, I've got to see Jesus. And he goes out and he puts himself out on a limb. But him boom. It's a little pun, just a little pun. But he does. He goes up there. I mean, think about this. Here's Zacchaeus that he doesn't want people to notice him. He doesn't want people to see him because he knows what they feel about him. And he climbs up a stinking tree in his little robe. I mean, just think. And he's and, and look what look what Jesus. It says when Jesus came to the place, verse five. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today I must stay at your house. And I know when we sing the song, we always sing it, Zacchaeus, you come down. Like Jesus was mad. I think Jesus looked up and said, Zach, dude, we're going to hang out today. Come on down, let's go to your house. I think Jesus was excited. I think Jesus saw this hurt, lost, broken person that just wanted to catch a glimpse of him and says, man, here I am, let's go hang out. There wasn't condemnation. There wasn't any of that stuff. It was just like, cool, let's go. I mean, are we noticing the people around us? Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how we could be and say we love Jesus and we want to follow Jesus and we're not noticing the people that he died for all around us. The, I mean... Just seeing them through God's eyes. What, what, what about this? How about hearing what God thinks of others? Just, just, just Not just looking at but just hearing and thinking what God really thinks of them. Because there's a bunch of different voices out there. You know, there, there's the voice of society. And, and our society, you know, we're in America, and I understand that. Like, you go to India, there's a caste system. Like, there's, like, the lowest of lowest and that stuff. Guess what? We have it here, too. But there's society that is telling us who's worthy and who's not worthy, who, who's worth the time and who's not worth the time. And, 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 we, <laughs> and we hear that. No, it's beautiful. I love that. It's like angel song. Um, but it, that, 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 that voice just keeps telling us, like, who's this, who's that, who's that, and, and kind of ranks everybody. You know, what was it? Oh, was it? it was MySpace. MySpace doesn't exist. where you could rank your friends. You've made my top five. Or like Verizon phone, you've made my top five. I mean, it was like this whole, we live in this world like, you are worthy, you are not worth my time. And so many times we listen to what society says, and that's how we kind of sit there and go, okay, that, that's how we're going to judge people. How about, how about the voice of culture? I mean, the voice of culture will tell us what's popular right now. You know, what, whatever, whatever this person is or whatever that this person believes and whatever this person going, if it's a popular thing in the culture, then, man, they are just, they're elevated. You know, it's really interesting. In our culture right now, as a Christian and a true follower of Christ, we are way down here. Which is so sad because we're way down here because culture has said we're bigots and, and, and we're, we're closed-minded and we don't care about anybody. and We don't really love anybody. We just want, you know, everyone's going to hell. That's what Christians think. 
That's what they tell. And that's because they put those idiots on TV all the time. And, and we, we carry picket signs and we do all this stuff. And that's what the world thinks of us. The voice of culture. But at the same time, we sit here and we go, man, those people just want to take away all our rights. And they just want to, they want to burn Bibles and they want, they want to just put us in prison. And, and they want to, and we get all these things about what culture is saying. And really the only one that matters, gosh, is the voice of the gospel. What, what, does, what does Jesus say? When he looks at Zacchaeus, what, 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 what happens when, when God steps in and we start hearing what God thinks of other people and we start seeing them the way God sees them? Look at this. Verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor, Lord, and if, and if I've extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay it back four times as much. Zacchaeus knew he was a crook. He knew he had problems, and when Jesus entered the picture, he's like, man, I, everything changes. God, I will pay it all back, Lord. Man, I will pay back four times. You're right. Man, I just needed to see you. I needed someone to pay attention and just take notice of me, and it changed everything, and Jesus says it. In verse 9, he says, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. You know, I spent I spent about an hour this morning. I was here, and I started walking just to pray. And I, I Saturday mornings, I come down here, and, and I pray at the church, and then I walk these neighborhoods, and I pray back there, this neighborhood. And I don't know what happened. I, I, I really don't know what happened, but I started walking this way, and next thing I know, I'm like down at Winn-Dixie or somewhere. I'm just sitting there going... I don't know where I'm at anymore. I'm pulling out my phone. Google, how do I get home? <laughs> and I had to Google myself back here. But I just, it was just all these, there's there's like three subdivisions right here. There's two apartment complexes. I mean, right, right here. Full of people. And, and all kinds. I mean, we know it's spring in Florida. Because all the softball players are here. And there was a ton of them all running around over there. And there was people vacationing. There was a guy cleaning his motorcycle saying, it's bike week. I'm headed to Daytona. I'm like, whoa, God bless you. <laughs> Have fun. Don't get in trouble. Because they're crazy there. I mean, but I, I was just talking to people and just walking there and just all these people. And when I got lost, I was like, okay, how do I get home? I started walking down this road. And about halfway, it, I just it's literally like God just grabbed me and just said, Stop. <laughs> And I sat there, I said, dear Lord, there are so many people right here. There's so many of them, God. How many of them, how many of them are broken? How many of them are giving up today? How many families is someone walking in there and saying, I'm done, I'm not going to do this anymore, I quit. And families is being shattered. How, how many people is like, I don't want to feel anything anymore. And so, so you know what, I'm going to dope up, drink up smoke up whatever i need to do to not feel anything how many people are living that today god how many how many people are are angry and and feel hopeless how many of these people out here are are just are just struggling and and they're in all kinds of trouble how many people there and then I, and then it just like god screamed in my head he's like and how many people jesus did you die for and all i could think of is all of them all of them and, and there's a reason God placed this church here. But if we don't start looking at people 
the way Jesus looks at him, if we don't start thinking about him the way God thinks about him, we're just going to keep walking by him. He, he said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. Guys, and, and, and I know this, this is crazy, and I'm, I'm really kind of pumped and motivated about this. I've been thinking about this all day. But some of those people are going to be really hard to love. Listen, it is so easy to love the nice people. It, it's so easy to love the people that love us back. It's so easy to love, like, the people that we like. But, but, but how about those people that are pains? How about those people that drive you crazy? How about those people that you know are just going to nag you to death or they're going to just drain the life and the energy out of you and all those people? How about those people? Because I'm, I'm telling you, there, there are neighborhoods full of them. And, and there are people that are angry, and there are people that are hurting, and it's easy to love, but we're called to love everyone, and even the unlovable. Turn, turn your Bibles real quick, Luke 6. Verse 32. Jesus is talking, he says, you know, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full. I, I, I love that Jesus basically like, listen, if you love like the nice people, whoopee. <laughs> if you love only the easy people and, and, and you serve and you only give when you expect to get something back, then whoopee. Because everybody does that. But if you want to be known as my follower... If you want to be known as someone that God has grabbed a hold, as someone that makes a difference, look at verse 35. But love your enemies. Do what is good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Listen, we are are called to love everyone, and love isn't just us sitting going, well, I'll pray for you. Love is getting dirty. Love is getting messy. Love is walking out there and saying, how do we enter these lives? And, and how do we share the gospel? And how do we bring the hope of Jesus to everyone? And, and how do we serve them? And how, what, what do we have to give away or give up to make this happen? That, that's love. I mean, I, just, I, just, I, just, I, I want you to remember our example. Go back to Luke, Luke 19. Starting at verse 37, um, it says, Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. The king who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Verse 39, Some of the Pharisees from the, from the crowd told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. Now, I know this, this is Jesus in Jerusalem, and in about two weeks, we are just going to dive all into this. But I, I just a little, like, segue, a little bunny trail right here. Man, we get to worship the creator of everything. We, we get to come in a room and, and come together and just, and just love God with our voices and with our actions and everything. And, and here's the deal. If, if you're not, you're going to get replaced by a rock. 
I mean, even a rock can cry out. And so that is cool that we get to come and do this. And, and, and nothing is ever going to silence the worship and the praise of God. Nothing will ever silence it. But here, here's what I, wa- I wanted you to see. Verse, verse 41. Verse 41, it says, as he approached and saw the city, he wept over it. Saying, if you knew this day, what would bring peace? But now it's hidden from your eyes. Jesus is entering Jerusalem, and he knows exactly what's about to happen. The religious leaders are going to falsely accuse him and arrest him. And they're going to do all kinds of just horrible, terrible things to him. And we're going to talk about this. And those people that are probably singing right now, that are just going, Jesus, Jesus, woo, I love Jesus, yes I do, I love Jesus, how about you? I mean, that was the original one. That's actually the Greek (laughs) translation, just want you to know. But they're all shouting stuff. Those are the same people that are just shouting the praises of Jesus in just a little while are going to be yelling, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And Jesus knows he is walking into the place of his greatest, the enemy. And Satan is sitting there waiting, saying, here we go. Can't wait to get my hands on him. And it says that Jesus saw that, looked over the city, and his heart broke for this people, and he wept for these people and said, if you only knew what would bring peace today. If you only knew. I mean, Jesus just wept. Because... He, he loved them. When, when's the last time that we have looked over someplace, some city, our neighborhood, and we have wept and just said, man, if, if you only knew what would bring peace. I can tell you the last time for me was today. As, as I just walked around and said, and just thought about, man, if you, if you only knew what would bring peace. If, if you only knew. See, Jesus looks at us and he's, he wept over us. See, I mean, the truth is, is God saw us at our greatest need and, and didn't hold anything back. Romans 5 eight. God proves his own love for us that in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still his enemy, Jesus died for us. That's God's view of us. What happens if we start seeing people that way? What happens if we start seeing this community and the people that live here that way? Yet yeah, yeah, they are hurting and they are broken and they're, they're doing crazy stuff and, and it's going to get really messy and it's going to get really dirty and it's going to be really, really hard. But you know what? All of them, all of them deserve a chance to hear about Jesus. Because he said, I, I came to seek and save the lost. I mean, that, that's why he came. I mean, that, isn't, isn't that what this should be about? I mean, and you think about this time of year. This is the one time of year that you're expected to talk about Jesus to your friends. And they're probably really not going to get upset because it's like Easter. 
This is the one time that it, it's so open. But if we're not taking notice, if we're not seeing them the way God sees them, if we're not thinking about them the way God thinks about them, and we're not just actually saying, God, I love you, and I'm going to love people in your power and just live this out the best I can. And then we are wasting our times as a church and as people that claim to be followers. C.S. Lewis says this. He said, do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor Act as if you did. I mean, that, that, that's what this is about. We, we come to God and say, God, I surrender. Your way, not my way. I, I surrender control. God, I, I'm going to trust you. Even if it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to, the only thing that's going to define you is, define you is your word. And, and, and I'm going to trust you, whatever you call and whatever you say. And God, I'm, I'm going to have a proper perspective of myself according to you. Um, my worth, my value comes from being in relationship with you and for living out my life with you. And then I, God, I'm going to see people the way you see them. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If you walk around and you see people the way God sees them, the, the way Jesus saw him and, and you see when he looked over and you see and you feel that call in your heart that says, man, if you only knew the peace, if you if you only knew the prince of peace, if you only knew that there's a Jesus, that he died for you and he loves you. And man, that is the only thing that's ever going to fix your problems. If you, if you can start seeing things like that, then you can't be quiet. You, you can't just sit still. You can't just show up to a church service and say, this is good enough. This is my checklist because it's, it's not enough. You know, I, I, I didn't believe this when I was young. A, a youth pastor a long, long time ago looked at me and says, Tony, if you share the gospel and somebody actually, like, their lives get changed, it, it's kind of like a drug. You're going to get addicted to that. Because you're, you're going to want to see God move more and more and more. And, and that's the honest truth. But it starts with us just paying attention, just seeing the people. And, let me tell you, and there, there are literally thousands and thousands of people, and I know we don't have the room for them. I'll let God worry about that. They deserve to hear about Jesus. He came for them. And that's what we're called to do. Love God with all your heart. And love people the way God loves them. We do that, and, and it really doesn't matter what who's in, who's in the president's seat, who's in Congress, who's anywhere. Because if we do that, God's kingdom's going to grow and grow. And, and my Bible says that you know, there, there's going to come a time where everyone has heard that's supposed to hear and at that moment, when that time is set and done, that Christ is going to return. And there will be no doubt then who Jesus is. There will be no doubt of who, because my Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And that day is coming. And so, man, I, I you know, I, I, I just believe with all my heart. 
that God is sovereign, and he's going to do what he wants and how he wants to do it and whoever he wants to do it, and he knows all this stuff. But at the same time, he's called me to go and just share this story and to make disciples wherever I go, and that's, that's the church, and that's what the church is supposed to do, to equip the saints and then go and do that. And so that, that's what we're going to do. And if, if, if that's what we need to do, then, then we need to get busy, and I don't care if we don't have room for them. Maybe, maybe we just need to start weeping over what's happening in our city. I, I, I don't know what any of that is. But tonight, what I do know is God has called you to love other people because he first loved you. And so wh- whatever, whatever God is speaking to you, we just want to give you a chance to respond. Just give you a chance to let God just kind of start whispering in your heart and in, in, in into your mind of what's possible if we actually do what God called us to do—to love people like that. What what, what would happen? So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray, and we're gonna have a couple of the band members. They're just gonna play quietly. And tonight, whatever whatever you need to deal with, deal with. I mean, if you're like, man, there are people I just don't like. Maybe you need to confess that and say, God, change the way I look at them. Change my heart because that's sin. I'm sorry. If you, if, 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 if you look at anybody and judge them by the color of their skin or what culture says or what anything else says and not by the way God looks at them, it's sin. Because Jesus says, love everyone. And so tonight, maybe you harbor that and maybe that's, I just got to pray that and give that to God. And maybe you've been like, hey, I just want to keep going through the motions. I just like showing up to church, and I just want to sit here and do that. And God's saying, no, I need you to go because there's a ton of people that need to hear about me and need to know me. And maybe you need to confess and say, God, just whatever you're calling. And maybe tonight, for the first time, you actually heard that while you were God's enemy, that Christ died for you. And you're like, man, I want to live like that. I want to be Zacchaeus because today's salvation can come to your house. (laughs) Because Jesus changes everything. Wherever you're at tonight, I just want you to have the freedom. And if that means you're getting up, you're going to go pray, go pray. If you're going to sit there and pray, if if you want to take communion and remember what Christ did for us and and celebrate that, then we have that ready. God, if you really want to show you trust God and everything and just say, God, I trust you even with my finances. We believe offering and tithes are an act of worship. And it's us saying, God, we trust you. And so our offering, we don't pass the plate here. Because I think you, you give because God has placed it on your heart to give. And so the box is there. And so you can worship God through that. Or it may just, whatever God is saying, just let him do his work. But don't just sit there or walk out tonight without settling the business. Don't, don't be those people that say, okay, I got a little bit of warm fuzzy. And now it'll go away as soon as I walk out. It'll, it'll go away within 30 minutes when I walk away. Let God do what God's doing. So what, whatever's happening, I, I just, I'm going to pray for us. And I just want you to have freedom just to move as God is calling you to move. I believe with all my heart, I, I know I keep saying this, I, just, I believe with all my heart that God has placed this church right here at this time for a very specific reason. And I think a lot of it has to do with all these people.
question is, is will we be obedient? 